everyone. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. And from As the Joe Flies, Mr. Joe Chung, travel agent of the year extraordinaire. I just like saying that, Joe. I'm sorry. I'll stop saying it at some point, but I'm just trying to manifest it into this world. Thank you. Joe, uh, Joe, he likes to beat jokes till they're dead. Like a horse. It's not really a joke because because the, the the ceremony hasn't happened yet. So I'm just trying to bring this into the world. I'm just trying to manifest it, vision it, because uh, I believe in Joe. He gets unlimited dole whips if he wins. You know, the worst thing about this uh, ceremony is like, I mean, it's usually like this huge party and people dress up. But uh, I was not originally planning to dress up very much. But now I have to like fit into clothes and I do not appreciate that. Not getting to wear sweatpants is the worst thing about this. As he's wearing a plucker shirt. that's right that's right i love that you accuse me of beating a joke to death when you're mr beat a joke to death like mr chris angel takes one to no one (laughs) the irony is thick in this episode that's true so anyway yeah how are you guys doing oh i'm doing pretty good went uh to meet up with my sister and my niece and nephew this weekend uh in ohio so oh yeah how's the air mattress uh, air mattress worked out well. We got, we, everybody got to sleep better than uh, we did in with, Chicago. And... With the air, with the air input thingy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody called you out on Twitter. He's like, "You make me laugh because you can't remember what a <laughs> what a pump." <laughs> the word pump. <laughs> I've never heard of hey, such we all, things. We all have our moments, okay? Kids make you have brain farts, no nonstop. But uh, yeah, we we ended up finding like a cool. There was a barcade slash deli that was uh, downtown Finley, Ohio, that was like if you order one thing, like a uh, uh, Sprite or a beer or whatever, you can play most of the games for free. So we did that for a while, which was pretty cool. I uh, got to hang out, go swimming, all that stuff. And then uh, I don't think I talked about this. Well, this happened last week after filming, but uh, recording. We went to the largest candy store in Michigan with the kids when they were off of school on Friday. And they had a thing there and it was in like a case like kind of locked up to keep away from kids and said adults only world's hottest gummy bear it was a single gummy bear for $13 so do you think i bought it joe i've uh, read the show notes so <laughs> so there's a lot of things that come to mind here obviously they have that chip challenge right the one chip and i love really spicy stuff but i haven't tried it cuz i'm afraid that it's still going to mess me up but i would think a chip would digest a lot quicker or something than a gummy bear it seems like a gummy bear might sit in your in your stomach yeah, and it was it was tough too. Like it wasn't like a normal gummy bear. Like it was pretty hard. So you yeah, had to really it's like sit like five years, and you're the only one dumb enough. Because <laughs> we're the only suckers. <laughs> like, my son, my son was like, I was, we were gonna do it with because uh, we did like a hot ones challenge with my brother in law a couple years ago, and I was like, Todd, we're gonna do a hot ones challenge with uh, this gummy bear, and my son's like, uh, Don't you need to buy another one for Uncle Todd? I was like, No, I'm not paying thirteen bucks twice. Like we can cut this thing up. Well, it was like. It was so hard. You couldn't even really cut it up. So I like stuck just the head in my mouth and like had to like chew on it a bit. And then like pull. Initially, it wasn't too bad. Took a couple bites, like start chewing. It. And that's the thing with gummy bears versus chip. Like you have to like chew on it a bit. So I chew on it. And then all of a sudden it starts to hit. Like, I don't know. I've eaten hot wings and all that stuff. The ghost pepper wings or whatever they are at B-dubs. And those aren't even that hot. Um, but this was like a whole nother level. I spit out the gummy bear. I don't even know if I swallowed much of it. Spit it out, and then my tongue basically felt like somebody rubbed it with fire coals for like a good 45 minutes. Like it was so much pepper that my tongue was on fire, and I had to have liquid in my mouth or or like ice chips. I was just sucking on ice because they had a cooler. So I was just reaching in there and chewing on ice, 
And like, as long as there was some liquid to, you know, be on top of my tongue, it was okay. Like it was bearable. But as soon as I swallowed, it was like somebody was burning my, my tongue alive. It was insane. Yeah. And did you let your son eat it? No, no. Uh, okay. My brother-in-law didn't even eat it. He's like, I want to see you do it. See how bad it is. But I, I really thought parenting. like, oh, this has to be exaggeration. Like world taught it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. This is like an as you as seen on TV type of BS. And no, it was legit like hotter than any wing I've had. I don't know what the Scoville level would be or, or anything like that. But it was, yeah, it was, it was like somebody was burning, like lighting fire to you nonstop. And it just wouldn't go away. What did they say was on it? Like, what was like, you know, I don't know. I didn't even it, really read it. it. <laughs> what was it infused with? Gosh, only, peppers. I can't, Lots of peppers. I, I, I can't believe you did that, man. I mean, I can believe that. And that is what I can't believe. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys when I did the Thai chili pepper challenge with my son? He was like a teenager. He thought he was all, you know, he was all bad and everything else. So I challenged him. And it was like when man versus food was a big thing. So he was like really into like food competitions. So I challenged him to eat a whole Thai chili pepper. And then I filmed it. And it's about my favorite video of him of all time. It's him running around the house for like 20 minutes, drinking milk, screaming. You know, then he'll like get a moment of relief. He'll be okay. And then like. All of a sudden, he's crying, screaming at me how terrible I am that I made him do this challenge. And yeah, it's good times. Always fun to watch somebody with their mouth on fire. Okay, I'm a, I'm a little bit upset right now because I just pulled, I just Googled it. And it's on Amazon for eight bucks. So everybody can do it <laughs> and then and then reach out. And uh, this is what it says, Joe. Hold on. Let me pull it, uh, pull it up. It says 9 million SHU chili extract. That's what's in it. Is that the, oh, nine million? Uh, is the Scoville right? Is that the Scoville? That must, thing? Be, that must be the Scoville. Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah. Um, Welcome to Hot Ones. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder what's job. the top of Hot Ones. How was your weekend, Joe? What did you do? What did I do? I just went to a bunch of soccer games and lamented the fact that it's getting cold here. Um, and so you know, and the leaves—they're almost all fallen. So it's not even going to look pretty soon. By the way, Mark, I saw you know you rep in uh, Michigan. And the uh, foliage, and uh, that was pretty nice. It was beautiful. I hate to admit it, but it was a really beautiful picture. I was like, "Darn, I wish I had all those colors here right now." <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we do it pretty well. And then they just built a bridge up on one of our ski hills, like uh, the world's largest wood suspension bridge or whatever. It's up in the middle of like a a ski mountain. You can go out on that. So I'm gonna do that next year. It's like right in the middle of all these trees and everything. So that should be really cool. But I know Vermont probably gets the top billing for colors and i think we're uh, right up there i know a buddy went to upstate new york and he said our colors were better than that so yeah if you if you ever done and i used to work up in the northern part of michigan uh like traverse city and cadillac and stuff and during the fall just driving you know down the road it was just insane like what you would see so yeah definitely uh worth it if you like colors put michigan on the list as an option sounds good yeah and uh if we're the things we're referring to mark sharing on twitter so as a reminder, you can follow all of us on Twitter if you want to see our ridiculous banter through the week. Mark is at Detroit Mark. Joe is at As the Joe Flies. I'm at Miles to Memories. And for this podcast, you can go to mtmpodcast.com. That's where you can find links to subscribe and for links for cards if you want to apply, support us, our partners, plus all of our posts, everything else there. And don't forget, subscribe in the favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews. We love them. We got a new couple of new five-star reviews this week. Really great ones made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So thank you to everybody out there listening. Yeah, I just looked up, uh, Googled Hot Ones, and it said 2 million plus for the last dab. So if that is Scoville at 8 million, 
uh, I'm pretty, I'm, you know, I'm less impressed by all those people that spit out the last uh, wing or, or have a fit. So I'm better. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to send you one to you. I'm going to get your address from Sean and Amazon one to you. That's $8 you're never getting back. But, uh, you know, you do, you do what you'd like to do. It's like half there's, off. I'm okay with it. There's no way. There's no way. I think I think what amazes me the most, Mark, is that you still do stuff that, you know, I would have considered doing in my 20s. And without hesitation, that's that's the thing that impresses me most about you, Mark. There's no hesitation. Oh, yeah. If you, you put a sign up, bear, that's a... you bought the gummy bear. <laughs> if, you, if you put a sign up that says dangerous or don't do, I'm probably going to give it a try. Like nobody even had to once. triple dog. No one had to triple dog dairy. You. you just went straight for it. <laughs> yep. And then uh, we threw the rest of the gummy bear away. So there was like $11 in the trash right there. It probably caught fire in the trash can. <laughs> That's what's funny. So do you think people eat this whole thing? They must, right? There must be people who just pop it in their mouth and, and go. I'm sure. I, don't, I doubt anybody gets it all down. I'm sure that would mess. If you swallowed it, that would have to mess up your stomach. Some like a full load of it. I don't know. Unless your taste buds are just like destroyed and you you don't feel it, but even that like the taste wasn't so much. It was just the burning sensation that I got more than the actual flavor or anything, which was it was unlike anything I've ever had. Well, let's uh, we'll keep you updated on Mark's medical condition as time goes on. See if this has any long term impacts. I ate like a half a roll of tums. So <laughs> I made it through. So, guys, the the Chase Ink cards that ninety k bonus finally made it public. Uh, is there, Mark, are there any referral links? I know there weren't on, on the days, but have they come yet for, for people who currently I have the I don't card? believe so as of now recording. I'm sure that at some point it will usually it ends up making it there. No guarantees, of course, but there's no harm if you have a, a P2 or whatever and you want to hold out a bit, you know, might as well wait and see if it comes up in the next week or two. Yeah. So if you were interested in that $90,000 bonus, you didn't, 90,000 point bonus. I'll take a $90,000 <laughs> bonus. Yep. I mean... And you didn't want to have to jump through hoops. You can just go online. We actually have links for it if you wanted to support the show and the site. Like we said, hopefully referral links will come if you're a current card holder. They're not available as of the time we're recording this. But pretty much widely available. This is the best ever bonus. This card is a very popular card. So uh, we have uh, links and articles so you guys can, our full review and everything else. So if you want to check that out. So Joe, speaking of credit cards, I heard you made a mistake this week. Uh, the mistake was actually a couple weeks ago. Uh, one last thing on the ink card. Don't forget 524 and all that stuff, just in case you are a new listener. Yeah. Go ahead. So we'll put we'll put our link in the description with our full review, the offer, everything else, so that you can uh, so you can get all the context of everything with the offer. Because we talked about it on the show before, so I didn't want to spend too much time like recovering everything. But 90,000 uh, ultimate rewards after 6,000 spending and the Chase business cards can be pretty tough to get. We should say, too, uh, they treat their business cards a little bit different. So there's not the normal 24-month language or 48-month language in there. So even if you, you know, grabbed a different ink card or want to, or have a different business or, or something like that, you you could possibly still be eligible for it if you grabbed one recently. And, and also a reminder to reach out if you recently signed up. They are matching offers all the way back to, like, March. So send that secure message, get your 15,000 points, and and celebrate right so if you're under 524 for your personal cards that can get you through the door but you don't have to worry about any like re-getting ink cards like you would for the uh, sapphire uh, read on the read all the minutiae on the site if you're not familiar with 524 and chase's rules yes, but speaking- actually read don't just read headlines <laughs> indeed <laughs> uh 
Yes. <laughs> or watch a TikTok. <laughs> I like to watch a TikTok that tells me everything. I know I need you to do. Know. I know you do. They only the tell you like thirty percent of what you need to know, and half of it's wrong. So I mean, half. Anyway, my uh, mistake. <laughs> My my mistake. Uh, it is Chase. So I, you may, if you are like a long longer time listener of this podcast, maybe five or six months ago, I talked to you guys about getting a Marriott Bonvoy card for my wife, a Bonvoy Boundless. Here it is uh, on screen, even though this is an audio podcast. And so I got that for my wife, and maybe a month ago, I wrote them, and I was like, and this is a nice reminder, you know, for Chase, they don't have. Or I wasn't able to find like a tracker for how much I had spent, um, and so I just sent them a secure message. I was like, "Hey, how much more do I need to sign spend for the sign up bonus?" Yada yada yada. And they wrote back, and they're like, "Yeah, you have a couple hundred dollars left, and it's due by October 11th." I'm just making updates here. Anyway, totally forgot I sent that secure message. Had spent some stuff, and like mentally, I was like, I think I need to spend about this much. But I was $25 short, and then October 15th, I went in, and I checked, and I saw that they had said, you know, it's due on October 11th or whatever. And I knew I was like $25 short, and I was like, oh, boy. You know, like, again, regular listeners know I only get You're getting allowed to get, sweats. I'm, I get one <laughs> card per year for her. And if I get that one card per year, number one, I would never tell her if I missed if I missed the sign up bonus. Like I would never tell her that ever in my life. But uh, <laughs> that's a good discussion and, to have when you're done telling the story to see if we if if we agree with that. Yeah. So and then, but then the second thing is, you know, to waste that card even if I did tell her and not even get the sign up bonus, which is five free night certificates. Ugh, it felt so bad. So I wrote them and like, I don't know if you've ever written kind of asking for like mercy from the banks, but uh, I was like, and of course I was, I mean, I'm sorry. My wife wrote them and she was like, she was like, oh, uh, sorry, I totally missed this. You know, I got the card a couple days late. It's a little crazy. Can you extend it by a couple days? By this point, I had already spent like, you know, as soon as I saw that I was late, I spent like immediately. Like I went online, bought some stuff immediately. And so thankfully they wrote back uh, a week later or a couple days later and they were like, they extended it way more than a week. They gave me a full month extra. Um, and so that was a huge relief. And so now since she's never going to listen to this, she's never going to have to know how close we were to not getting those five bonus nights, which you all know I'm going to use at Disney World anyway. So it's not even like she wants those nights for herself. You would have had to pay cash. I'm like, yep, this was all free. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Uh, do you ever find yourself when your wife is uh, writing a message to the banks? Do you find your yourself the, changing the tone to try to match it to a, a more female esque tone? You know, that's a good point. I found with the banks, even like when I write to them as myself, I don't really write to them as myself because I found that what's most effective is to like get straight to the point ask what you're asking for, be nice about it. Like if you're asking for mercy, like in my case, you know, have a reason for why you're asking and then say, you know, at the end, be like, totally understand that this is my mistake. If you can help me out, we really appreciate that. So I don't talk like that in real life ever. Nothing. I never make mistakes in real life. Come on, Mark. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, so I write in a different tone regardless, like all the time to the banks. In this case, you know, it wasn't any different than I would have done uh, at any other point. That reminds me, one time I was on Amex chat, and it was my wife's account, and pulled it up, and they were like, asked a question or whatever, and they were like, Is the, am I chatting with Mark? And I was like, what? 
So I pull it up. I look. It's still her account. And I'm an authorized user on her accounts and stuff. I was like, no, this is Kirsten. <laughs> so I don't know where. Like, I had just chatted on my account and then closed it down and opened up hers and chatted something on hers, like retention offer or something. But I just thought it was so strange that they asked that question. They're like, oh, my mistake. I was, It freaked me out for a while. I was uh, that, a little bit dude, taken aback. That's when you need to check to make sure that your camera light isn't on and someone's not, like, VPNing through your computer and, like, spying on you. <laughs> You know how people like get paranoid, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be. Um, you get paranoid and like put like a post-it note on their on their camera thing. Like that's when you got. I, I closed mine out. down, and like last week we get on to do the Vegas show, and Sean's like, I wasn't sure if you were there or not yet because it was all black because I forgot to flip it back up. But yeah, I do do that. I love that you get into character for your secure messages. Like you, yeah, <laughs> you take on another. I can't be like cool beans cool. like and stuff. I gotta be more elegant. That's what that's what I envision in my. I'm sorry, my I've never head. heard you say cool beans in my life. Like, if you just say, did. If you wrote "cool beans," I would be like, "Is this Kirsten?" When, when the, the mark Am- I know doesn't say uh, "cool beans." When the MX chat chat reps are all like, "I hope you're having a glorious day, and we love you and your family and all that," should be like, "I just ate a hot gummy bear. I'm, uh, you know, I'm spewing fire." Oh, that's not my wife's voice. Sorry, I got to change that up. So, if you Mark, if you did this and you missed a bonus, would you tell Kirsten? Uh, that you missed it or were you just like no she doesn't even know i signed up for the card either so like there's no point in telling either way yeah i wouldn't tell my wife either i would just move along you know and to be fair jess forgot that you know she just grab another card card. so yeah so she she has like no idea yeah i was gonna say i will say i've never missed a sign up bonus like and i know that's a common thing that everybody's had happen at like once in their their time for some reason that's never happened to me like missed a payment stuff like that but uh, for for whatever, and I get like real antsy. Like I focus solely on that, and I'm just all to the wall until it's done. I don't like to leave it open. I'm usually done with them in the first month, but never had that happen. Thankfully, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I did have it happen once with American Express, and they told me to pound sand, as they do. And Sounds I've like actually seen, yeah, I've seen other data points uh, of the same thing. So very nice of Chase to do that. I really really like that. Don't do it with American Express because I don't expect them to do anything for you there, but. Uh, it's good to it's good to make a mistake once in a while and then not to have to have severe consequences for it, you know, live and learn. So, Mark, uh, I think you have an article on the site this week talking all about your numbers for the third quarter and uh, all that fun stuff that you've been up to. Right. Yeah, uh, it should be coming out later today when we're recording on Monday. So I don't know if people that just found the podcast or haven't maybe missed previous episodes. I set a goal at the beginning of the year to earn fifteen thousand uh, dollars through travel hacking skills. You know, sign up bonuses, credit card re- referral bonuses, bank bonuses, all that type of stuff. So I did so well in the first quarter; it was like just under fourteen thousand that I bumped it up to twenty five thousand. At the end of the uh, second quarter, I was at sixteen thousand dollars in profit, just over that, and then I had one hundred sixty thousand ultimate rewards and four hundred sixty five membership, four hundred sixty five thousand membership rewards. So I kind of adjusted my goals, bumped up to 25K and then 250K on ultimate rewards. Uh, and then, you know, I forget what I said, 700,000 uh, membership rewards, 650,000, something like that. And I changed all that. And, and I will say I started at zero for, with everything at the beginning of the year. I cashed out everything I had at the end of last year, kind of to give myself uh, some goals. So I guess go through some highlights, you think, or or should, do you want me to go one by one? Yeah, we can go through some highlights. I mean, I think this is such a great... Uh, obviously the post and then the segment and everything else, just to remind people who can get so focused on the travel aspect of it, which all three of us love, but 
that this can actually, you know, put money in your pocket, that this can actually supplement, you know, your savings or whatever. Um, there's a lot of powerful uh, ways to, to use miles and points, travel rewards, or just rewards in general. So yeah, what, what are the highlights? Yeah, I mean, you can use it for college savings, uh, retirement savings, just getting savings, you know, for or buy a new car, all that type of stuff. So there's lots of ways you can do it. Uh, bank bonuses was the first one. I Usually I start out the year hev- hot and heavy on bank bonuses, and then they kind of wear me out because of the hoops and remembering to go close down the accounts. I get annoyed with them. So we only did two of those. They were U.S. Bank business uh, checking bonuses, uh, targeted offers, $500 each. And I think that was because we we each have a U.S. Bank business credit card. So we got those. So 1000 bucks for bank bonuses. Welcome offers is where I really hit it hard this quarter. Uh, so I guess I'll just uh, run through them real quick. Uh, Blue Business Cash had a no lifetime language offer, uh, $500 after 15 k in spend. Hit that. Uh, we had two business biz platinums from amex that were no life lifetime language offers 150,000 membership rewards after 15k and spend for each so 300,000 for 30k wells fargo business uh card 300 bonus i got that when i was going for the checking account that they had 1500 business checking account which we drove to chicago back in may and when we were sitting in the office they said hey do you want a business card 300 bonus after 3k i said sure let's do that uh bank of america business cards they had a targeted offer 750 bucks after 5000 spent which i think you you jumped on some of these too right Sean yeah i did uh i did some of them yeah the wells fargo bonus that was my favorite but i every time you bring it up uh i kick myself in the butt for not signing up for the credit card while i was there like, yeah you're there 300 bucks on the table <laughs> took, took i wasn't even thinking minutes. about it like Oh man, that that's still every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh god, Sean, you're and so Jasmine stupid. did it too. You could have got uh, six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like so. You know, I I hate being sold anything. So like the fact that I got to go into a bank and talk to a banker is bad enough. And then it's just like everything is just like let's just get this over with and out of here. I drove all the way to Chicago for it, so I was like, I'm going to get everything I can get for this. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's a business card too. So uh, yeah, I should have yeah. done it. Yeah, so I got uh, two of those Bank of America cards, one for each of us. Uh, so that was another $1,500. Bank of America premium rewards, the $500 bonus after 3 k in spend. There was a Bank of America product change offer that they uh, sent out to some people where you could change from one of their no-fee cards to another no-fee card. You earn 200 bucks after 1000 in spend. And then the uh, last one was an Amex Business Gold membership reward 90k membership reward uh, no lifetime language offer so i ended up cashing out all the membership rewards that i earned uh this quarter through the uh, schwab platinum at 1.1 cents a point joe if you had to guess all those added up what's your uh what's your call in money wise mm, 12k oh man that would have been nice no it was uh, <laughs> 7290 so just under 7300 bucks uh, so that was the uh, that was the biggest of the sections. Authorized user pay overtime offers just had one for twenty thousand membership rewards. Nothing major. Regular spend. Most of this was from the minimum spends uh, from the cards I just just went through. Uh, some city thank you points I cashed out on the Premier and Double Cash, and then uh, Discover cards five percent back. I got lazy and just we PayPal'd each other fifteen hundred bucks, so I only made sixty bucks between the two accounts. Because uh, fees ate into the other 150, you know, you get five percent back up to 1500, so 75 each. Uh, freedom cards, we have three of those. Max those out at the gas quarterly. Uh, so that quarter, that uh, 
bonus area was uh, just under fifteen hundred dollars in cash, sixty five thousand membership rewards, and forty two thousand ultimate rewards. There's also a chasing plus spend in there. And then uh, coming up so, next, what? Oh, go ahead. So just as I'm off the top of my head, I think you're getting close to your yearly goal already, right? Yes. Uh, we might have to punt that a bit more. <laughs> Once again, this quarter was uh, pretty exhausting, though. I will say third quarter was uh, a bit stressful. Not quite as as much as the first quarter, but I think there was a lot more card offers. So was running around doing spend and, and stuff. Uh, so... Uh, retention offers we didn't have any cards that we got any retention offers so nothing there refer a friend bonus i had a buddy sign up for a flex so that's ten thousand points we did the amex spouse referrals we each signed up for a blue cash plus to get uh, even though there was no welcome offer and i wrote about this on the site uh, just to get the six thousand dollars in grocery spend because we'd get it this year by signing up and then come january 1st we'd get it again the next year so that's twelve thousand dollars in grocery spend per card for the $195 annual fee, you know, and then we got 40,000 membership reward points for referring each other. So that was kind of like the welcome offer was the referral bonus. Uh, the next one that was a little bit surprising was the shopping portals, swag bucks, odds and ends, profitable plays, stuff like that. Some things that stick out here is the target red card offer, which is back again. You get, if you sign up for a debit card, you get a $40 coupon, 40 off 40. You can do that twice, once in store, one online. So that was 160 bucks between the two of us. And I encourage people, if you haven't done that, do it. It doesn't, you know, no hard pull. You can do it through your checking account. You get a debit card and you get the coupon. You don't even need to spend anything. So I know Sean loves that one too. Yeah, it's a great promo. And as you say, the cool thing about Target coupons is they seem to work once online and once in store. So you can double dip them, uh, which, is, uh, which is really good. So a good reminder going into the holidays to do that. Yeah, and then the the other big thing was uh, there was a ton of really good uh, Meyer, you know, love Meyer, the best uh, gift card promos this uh, this summer. You know, ten percent off, twenty percent off, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I made a little over eight hundred dollars buying and selling those. That created a lot of the spend I had too, and then uh, helped with the profit. So total at the end was eleven thousand six hundred sixty six dollars and fifty four cents in profit. Uh, 65,000 membership rewards and 52,000 ultimate rewards. There were some fees, uh, some annual fees. Most of them were offset. The business gold was not, so that's $295 uh, taken away. And then acquisition uh, liquidation costs, that was around $700. I was able to do it a little bit cheaper than normal. So all in all, $10,672.54. Grand total so far this year. Uh, just over, oh, just under $27,000 in profit. So I already beat the goal. Got to bump it up. So here's a question I have for you. I, I'm curious, you know, that's a lot of numbers and I'm guessing not everyone picked up on all of that, but I don't think that's the important thing. I, to me, the important thing is, and what I'd love to hear your perspective on is, do you feel, or how much do you feel like setting that goal helped you to really go for it? Like if you didn't have that goal, you know, I know you're still hacking, but like that goal seems like it was a real motivator for you. You know, do you feel like it made a big difference in how much you were earning on the year hacking wise? Yeah, I think it will depend on the person, you know, if you're goal oriented and which I am, I think that helps as well as, you know, bankrupting myself on the points end of things helps as well. Like there's no motiv motivation, like seeing an empty That's, account. That was wild. Yeah. I mean, I respect <laughs> that. 
So I did that last year too, and I noticed that it really up my game. So I said, let's do it again this year, and then uh, we'll go from there. I had already had most of my travel booked for the year, so I didn't really need points. Uh, so that helped out as well. I mean, if you need the points for travel, like for future bookings, and I have it, you know, scattered throughout airline and and hotel programs already, so I didn't need transferable currencies. So that's mostly what I've been cashing out. Um, so yeah, I think that helped a lot, and then upping the goal throughout the year it definitely helped as well and just it just shows you you know this is way more than I've done in any previous year for sure and it's way more effort than I've put into it you know I don't include my time in it some of it's fun some of it's not um so that's definitely something you have to calculate if it's worth your time I would guess it's in the you know 40 to 50 dollars an hour range of earning uh doing all this stuff maybe higher um but that would be the the floor I think so somewhere in there, but it just shows you, you know, there's people out there who do a ton more than the, uh, than this. And there's people that are like, wow, th- that's a lot. Do what you're comfortable with. But it just shows you that if you do need something like you have tools at your disposal, if you have a car repair or you have medical bills or you're saving up for your kid's college, you have those tools that you can do stuff like this. And, you know, you can one sign up bonus could be for travel. The next one could be a cash focus thing. And you can make you know, between that and bank bonuses, you can make five to $10,000 a year fairly easily if you just put a little bit of effort into it, I think. Yeah, I love this because it shows you how many different ways there are to skin a cat. And, you know, I had a conversation with a miles and points person a few weeks ago, a pretty, a pretty well-known person in the community, <laughs> somebody who everybody would know if I said their name. And I was talking to him about how my focus has been shifting to at least acknowledging the cash value of the points that I'm using. And using that in my decision making, understanding that, you know, just because I have a balance of some, if I could somehow convert that to cash, then I'm actually spending that money and I'm being consciously aware of it. Whereas it used to be, I used to be aware of it, but I would just be like, well, that's my, my travel points. Now I, I consider it. And that's exactly what this person said. Like, I don't like to think of it that way because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to ruin my thing, but I, but it, but it's true, right? There's no, you can't just ignore it. This does have value. And I think that this is uh so cool that you break it down because you can show not only sign up bonuses and you know different techniques that you're using to to earn points you know top to bottom portals everything else it's just bank bonuses there there's so many ways to do this and whether you want to travel a ton fly business class or just put money in the bank you can do it and you know without minimal effort i was going to ask you about the hours so that's good cuz i based off the top of my head i think you made about $3500 a month which is pretty good um, so yeah, forty, fifty dollars an hour, whatever you estimate, that's pretty, uh, pretty decent. Although it just reminds you that you did put a lot of work into this. It's not like it was yeah. just easy. Yeah, for sure. It definitely takes effort. Uh, some stuff is easy. I mean, it, if you focus on just the easy stuff, you can probably get it done without putting a ton of effort in. If you're as you ramp up, it unless you have like a a play that you're doing that you can do from home and 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 really scale it, you're going to be going to more places, uh, searching out products to sell. Stuff like that, you know, buying gift cards to to resell and things along those that nature. But I think it, you know, it it does give you options. It gives you you know opportunity to do other things. And I think that you know I have a buddy that says I didn't used to think about points in the in the cashback manner. And I think with the banks making it easier to cash out these things, whether it be Chase pay yourself back at an increased rate versus one cent, City making it easy to cash out at one cent a piece, and uh, Amex having uh, you know the the business checking account that you can cash out or uh, Schwab Platinum, they've made it a lot easier to to transfer those. Before, 
Amex was, you know, basically gift cards was like your option. So that that's nice to see. But you, he does now consider like, hey, if I'm booking this first class flight for 120,000 miles, you know, that is really like $1,400 in cash back. So you're not as willy nilly about it. Like you actually have to put that into your, is this worth $1,400 in money that I could have had instead? And if it is good, if it's not, but I think you should be aware of that in your calculations when you're making decisions. Don't just book a 300,000 mile thing because it's free when, you know, that's, you know, 3,500, four grand more than that. So I think it's something people should be aware of for sure. Yeah. I almost want to go to the point of saying that it's really bad advice to tell people otherwise. Right. I mean, to look at it otherwise. Uh, Yeah. I I think, yeah, you can make your decisions. Like I'm going to travel no matter what, because you get more, you definitely get more value from your points when you travel. Um, But you should definitely be aware. It is bad. I think it's bad advice. If you say, just ignore the cash out value. Yeah. And and for me personally, I, sometimes I choose, you know, something nicer. Sometimes I choose to fly, you know, economy and put, save those points and eventually turn them into cash. So I'm really happy with my evolution on this. And I, and I thank you for, for everything that we've talked about. And Benji also has helped influence me. And, you know, I've sort of come from that person being like, well, these are my points for travel to be, no, these are points. Let me figure out how to best use them for my life. Maybe sometimes that's taking a nice flight. Maybe that's sometimes cashing them out. So all that good stuff. So looking forward to reading this whole uh, article when it comes out. Yeah. And I think you make a good point. Like if your book, you know, deciding between two hotels, like two, let's say two Hyatts and one's 20,000 points a night and then you have a park high for 30,000. You're like, you know, it's only 10,000 points. I'm going to be bougie. And, you know, maybe the area is not as perfect for what you need and stuff. And you look at it. And if you have to transfer ultimate rewards, you should look at that. That's going to cost you $150 by transferring ultimate rewards over. Is that hotel worth $150 more to you? If it is, great. But if it's not, then that's something that can help you make that decision versus just doing it because you feel like you can because you have the points. I think it should be in the decision-making process and something to consider. Not saying that it's going to stop you from doing it or that it's a bad thing, but it's something that you have to definitely look at. I think the other nice thing about the whole cash value concept and idea is if you have a uh, less than uh, willing partner in the whole thing, you can be, I mean, like Mark, you can go to Kirsten. I mean, she's pretty supportive in general, but you can be like, yo, By look, supportive, I mean, you mean she lets me do whatever. Yes. Yes. That's, <laughs> is, is that not, is that not the support that all husbands no, I want? For? I want the supportive where she's going out to stores and doing stuff too. That would be, that's supportive. Look, let's not get greedy, okay, <laughs> Mark. We're we're all on different parts of our journey. But uh, joking aside, you know, I I think it's like you can say, and of course, people will just do this for a living. You know, they will, um, you know, quit their jobs, and you know, if they're really good at travel hacking in various manners, they'll just do it. But it's it's if you have this number, you can be like, hey, I made twenty seven thousand dollars this year. You know, that's not a that's not a joke. And I know originally the reason why your home is to help take care of the kids. So you're just making this on the side. Um, I know, I know that you're like busier now than when that started, but I think that is another great reason to put a cash value on things. And then also, like you said, it reminds you to, you know, treat them with respect and not like throw them away just because you have them. Yeah. There's still some points I throw away. Like if, yeah, Radisson, of course. Once, yeah, once they're in like the hotel and uh, airline partners, and it's like a, not a major partner airline, like kind of like stranded points. I don't value those as much. 
because well, they're so no I, longer fungible. Like you can't. Yeah. Like yeah, once, once you can't turn them into cash, then it's different. Yeah, yeah I think I when they're transferable, you look at them a little bit differently than when they're already in the account, uh, type of thing. But yeah, good point. Not fungible. So you're like, yeah, I'm gonna burn those. And I'll even and I've written about this. I'll even take a flight, you know, that's a less valuable or costs more miles because it's using miles I already have in my account versus transferring them out because I know you know, when they're in that transferable currency, they have a cash value. Once they're in the airline currency, they don't anymore. And I think that adds value to it. You know, we all have emergency piggy banks, some millions of points worth of emergency savings sitting in our Chase or Amex accounts. And, you know, that's something that I think, you know, gives me a little bit of security. If something should happen, I can cash out and, you know, come up with $10,000 fairly quickly. And something we haven't talked about, I should say we're not tax professionals. This is just entertainment. Most of this earning is tax-free, which adds to it. You know, if you're in the 20%, 25% tax bracket, that's an extra 20, 25% because this is rebate on spending. That's not normally taxable uh, when you're earning points. So whatever, if I earn $10,000, that could be really like $12,000, $12,500. So that's something else to, to really consider. Yes, always seek your financial professional these are just our own personal experiences which is fun that's how you learn right cya baby personal <laughs> personal experiences all right last story this is the exciting one joe i know i can see the look on your face frontier is going to release an all you can fly pass the go wild pass unlimited number of flights for a year access to all their destinations you can fly for over 300 days in the year which means there'll be some blackout dates they say complete flexibility, I guess, so you can cancel and change things. Confirm your tickets ahead of time. Joe, I know you're going to sign up. Yeah, completely not interested, but that is mainly because Frontier, I, they may have like one or two flights to Boston. But again, like I think we've discussed this in the past, if it, you know, like Southwest Companion Pass, this Frontier Pass, if it's an airline that you use regularly, like if JetBlue came out with something like this, like I'd be on top of that in, you know, five seconds. I'm really like they still haven't released the price yet, though, right? I've been waiting to see what that is going to be. Yeah, ten no billion dollars. <laughs> no price. Uh, I mean, this the interesting thing is, uh, airline hasn't done a pass like this in a while. Um, they used to be a thing. Some airlines used to have them, so it's kind of a fun promotion. As you say, who knows uh, what what it'll be as far as the price goes? I think it, it it will. You know, this plays into the dark tendencies of people too. Like I've noticed this, and I've talked about like the companion Southwest Companion Pass. When you have it, you end up taking, you know, worse flights or or inconvenient flights or pay a little bit more just to use it. And you might take a trip just just because you have a companion pass, which is fine. Uh, and I even noticed that when I did the Buffalo Wild Wings season pass that you get like 10 wings every week during the football season for like 75 bucks or whatever it was a couple of years ago. And I found myself towards the end like you're still going there because you paid for it. But you didn't like. I, I mean, that's just wings. value, Mark. That, that, that's just value. <laughs> it was. It was kind of fun. I was like the only person at the local one that did it. They're like, "Oh, you did the season pass thing." So I enjoyed it. But you know, there were weeks that you're like, "Man, I really don't feel like doing it." But all right, I got to. I already paid for it. So I wonder if some of that will play into it. You know, those people with that Olive Garden pasta pass did that. I mean, you oh, have yeah. to be tired of Olive Garden at some point, and you're just going back because you gotta get the get the value out of it. I wonder, did they even do that this year? I don't think they did. I don't think I've seen it during COVID, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it went away with yeah, that. Yeah, people were eating like two, three meals there. Oh, Yeah, no, it, it was crazy. I, I couldn't eat that much uh, Olive Garden. But, I mean, Frontier Flies, they have a lot of in, more international destinations now. Um, so, yeah, look at that. I, I've talked a lot on this show how I've 
had pretty good experiences flying them. Hopefully they bring back that status match this year, like they've done the last couple years, so you can match competing status, and then you're going to get extra leg room and all that other stuff, because that's really the... For me, that's the reason I fly them. I can get the extra leg room. Without that, I would be in, in some pain, I think. What do you so. think, with this pass, do you think it'll be like you still have to pay the taxes and fees, which on Frontier flights, sometimes that's like the, the actual flight fee is $20, and the taxes and fees are $49, so it will be like a re- very reduced discount anyway at, at points when you find cheaper flights and stuff. <laughs> that would be the most budget carrier uh, yeah. thing to ever do. Be like, here's your unlimited pass, but here's a $29 booking surcharge. <laughs> and a... <laughs> they'll still, yeah, they'll still charge you the $19 online thing. You'll have to go yeah. to the airport to book it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing just the, the regular taxes is what you'll have to say. But again, they haven't announced that. So we'll see. Did you see spirit uh, just in our little budget corner over here that we're in? Spirit announced new seats. They're getting bought by JetBlue, so this is kind of weird, but they announced a new big front seat product and a new economy seat product that actually looks better. Does the big, better. Fi- big front seat recline, please, please, please? <laughs> no, I think they're both. They're all still pre-reclined, <laughs> but the economy seats, they've, they've added a little bit more legroom with the shape of the seat. It's kind of like a, I don't know, the way that, you know, they keep, they keep making these seats smaller and finding ways to give us more leg room with less seat, which means less padding and, you know, whatever. But yeah, so Spirit's stepping it up with that. And they have their internet on almost all their flights now. So I feel like Frontier has fallen a little bit behind Spirit in that way. They don't have internet. They don't have that big front seat. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I've had really, really good flights on Frontier. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they're going to put this the money into this uh, with JetBlue likely uh, taking them over. Of course, you know, government could step in and, and mess stuff up or whatever. Or it could fall through at any point, but you know why would you re- retrofit or even buy new airplanes and put new seats in when you're going to go to a JetBlue product, likely, which you're going to have to do it all again. So I don't know. Maybe this is their hedge that if that doesn't go through, they still are are moving along, or or maybe this is timed up with JetBlue. Uh, it just seems a little bit strange, but good to see. You know, I I, I prefer Spirit over Frontier, so I'm happy at flying them. The big front seats, though, are now like $110 each way when they used to be like $50 to $60, which I find a bit uh, over the top. Yeah, and now it's all bidding, too. So they have like this auction system, I think, for that they've, that they've been doing recently. So they can people can bid up those front seats. And uh, yeah, it's not the deal that it was. I Every time I come across somebody that says the Spirit big front seat is like the best deal in trial, it's not really a deal it anymore. Was. It yeah, was. it was because you actually could get the seat for a pretty good price. Now it feels like you're almost paying what you would for pretty close to a domestic first-class ticket when you consider you're not getting bags or anything else with just that big front seat. I've seen on like Transcons, I've seen it at almost $300 for a big front seat on uh, on some of my flights. Uh, so, Or I guess flights I haven't taken but that I've been searching. So yeah, interesting stuff. But uh, we'll let everybody know. We'll, uh, we have an article, but we'll let everybody know when we get the price for that pass so that Joe can go out and buy it for his whole family and they can just hop around the country. Yeah, that was going to be my last question on it for you, Sean. If it is at a price, you know, let, let's say it's at a price that's reasonable that you would buy it for yourself. Are you like, would you buy it for the rest of your family as well? And then if not, then you really are maybe getting to that point where you decide to take a flight somewhere on Frontier because you have the pass. But, you know, Jasmine and Ellie have to pay cash. So I think that's where it gets tricky. 
I'm going to have to be very clear about this. I am not buying the Frontier All You Can Fly Pass. I do fly Frontier quite often because of my <laughs> I status. I just have status. What was the point of this entire conversation then? If we can't make I, th- I think he wants other people to buy it. Cool. He's influencing well, I'm gonna be tra- Well, honestly, next year I'll be traveling a lot out of the country. I don't have as much domestic travel. I do fly Frontier quite a few times a year just because to get to Florida, they're usually my best option for direct. And I'm all about direct versus connecting. I would much rather fly direct and have to connect. So that's my priority. So I will fly them probably at least half a dozen times next year. I've flown them, I think, nine or ten times this year. I think I flown, flew them about nine or ten times last year. But I don't want to get on that pass where I'm trying to force myself on Frontier. It's not my favorite experience. Like, I like, for me, they, they're basically equivalent to, like, one of the legacy carriers as far as my comfort because I get the extra legroom and stuff. But... You know, it's not like uh, I'm going out of my way to fly him 50 times next year. Not that good. So that's that's for me. But I know if I was in my early 20s and I could just fly around, didn't have a family, Frontier's network is extensive now. They're a huge airline. Those damn so. kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll buy my son this and just say, you know, have a nice time. See you in a, see you in a, in a year after you just fly Frontier all over the country. So There you go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. And you can also, if you are looking to book a trip, email me, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. What about you, Mark? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestonememories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site or join the Facebook groups, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? Yeah, milestonememories.com is for all of our stuff, our podcasts, posts, videos, I think we have like, what, 52 and a half posts a week there, Mark, something like that. I said 37 at one point and Mark got mad at me. So I have to (laughs) make sure I'm more accurate with what we have. Yeah. So we have that. We're at Miles to Members all over social media. We just hit 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. So uh, finally, thank God, after all these weeks of me saying it on this on this show. Cool uh, beans. Lots of of good stuff. Yeah. Cool beans. And we're verified on Twitter for free right now. But I I hear Elon's going to make Hey, get that $20. We're now soon be paying twenty dollars a month to be at Miles to Memories verified on Twitter. So follow us what? to make it worth it. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I could understand like a fee up front to like have people like research it or make sure verify or whatever. But to verify month, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. A month. Yeah, they're gonna make bit much. Sean's boy. He's gotta make that money back. He's I told I told somebody I was like I'm an Elon hater now, <laughs> so I'm quitting Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Go blow Twitter, up your so. Tesla with dynamite and do a video on it. Please. Eh, it doesn't seem like that, that serves me. <laughs> I bet you that guy got a free Tesla out of it. He probably made <laughs> enough money off of that video. You're going to get 20,000 extra subscribers. Oh, someone already did that? Never mind. You're not the first. Forget <laughs> it. All right. But yeah, follow us on Twitter everywhere else at Miles to Memories. And for this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. You can find links. We love good reviews. And uh, if you're interested in supporting the show when applying for cards like the Chase Inc. or anything else, you can find those at mtmpodcast.com as well. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See ya.